all right folks what is going on hopefully you had a fantastic weekend um i i did i'm not even gonna lie to you it's been a great weekend and uh this is episode 260 of the first and frame rate show i am vf baller and like i said this has been a crazy weekend uh yo did you guys see like that that game with the chargers and the raiders i mean jesus christ it i mean just for a season finale that was that was just outright phenomenal i mean you, you just couldn't ask for a better ending than that but um a lot of people would have thought that game would have ended in a tie but you know you know at the end of the day you know the raiders end up sending their rivals their division rivals home and uh you just got to think about it at the end of the day if that was your division rival would you help them out because trust me, if me if the Falcons and the Saints was in the same situation, I want the Falcons to kick that field goal. I don't want the Saints nowhere near the playoffs. But you know that's a whole other story for another day. Because the Saints aren't in the playoffs because the Forty ers end up picking off uh, uh, Matthew Stafford and killed all the dreams of the Saints. Even though that you know we came up short, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, very shortly um this entire season of the falcons how that go and um what's going to happen uh going forward so um if this is your first time here welcome uh welcome to the first and frame rate show over here we talk about atlanta falcons also talk about georgia southern football and uh with that being said there's going to be a little bit more added to it, obviously, because it's the off season. So I'll be talking more playoff stuff because the NFL playoffs is always a good time. It's, it's one of the better times of the years, unlike the college football playoff where there's a bunch of blowouts. These teams actually play tough and they're close games and it's pretty much close games throughout the entire season. But, you know, the playoffs is always a good time. And, uh, uh, so I'm going to be expanding a little bit more on that for obvious reasons. And they just can't talk about the Falcons every day under these circumstances. I mean, after the, the after the Super Bowl, we may get back into it. But for right now, we're going to talk about the Falcons up until the playoffs uh, actually start. Um, like I said, welcome if this is your first time here. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, share this, uh, this podcast, let people know what I'm doing over here and subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, if you're listening to this on the podcast avenues, give me a high star rating, five star rating. Hopefully if you like the content and subscribe over there as well, so you can listen to this podcast and download it on the go. You don't have to worry about using all your bandwidth to listen to me. So, uh, Let's let's go ahead and get into this. The Falcons end up the the season ending at seven and ten. Unfortunately, that is two games off of what I thought they would be. I thought they would be nine and eight. Unfortunately, that didn't pan out. And to be quite honest, based on everything that has happened this year, what we know now, I'm actually surprised that they won seven games. Now, when you look at the way the game the season started against the Eagles, um, losing that game thirty two to six. Uh, we immediately saw the problems with this team. Uh, even when Calvin Ridley was playing, we saw Kyle Pitts out there. Um, the team, most of the people on the team was actually you know, out there full strength, but we saw the offensive line issues. We saw them immediately. And, uh, it was, um, it, it, it was hard not to, it was, it was hard to miss. So, uh, after us losing that game, we ended up going to play against the Buccaneers. And in that game, we lose that game as well. We end up seeing another problem. Not only that the offensive line was an issue, even though they did a little bit better than the first game, 
we saw that our receivers couldn't get any separation. And I'm not talking about, you know, the tight end or what I'm talking about, wide receivers. None of them could get much separation at all. So um, we end up having to not only try to get the ball out quickly because of, you know, no pass, no pass protection. It's the fact that the receivers couldn't get pretty much open. So uh, we end up losing that game. We end up playing against the Giants. We end up winning that game. Young Way Koo, I think he hit a, a final field, uh, a game-winning field goal. But that was a, a much better-looking game overall. I mean, everybody played pretty well, but it's the Giants. So what can you say? Um, we end up going up against the Washington football team after that, losing that game 34-30. to This game had a reminiscence of uh, what we saw in the past. We end up getting a lead. We lose a lead. We blow on leads. That's, that's what that game pretty much was about. And it was a game that we should have won. We did see some situation. We started to see some, uh, some, we started to see some production out of Calvin really that just was, uh, not really, <clears throat> excuse me. It was not really, uh, um, positive. Um, he didn't look like himself. Uh, he was running away from contact. He wasn't really trying to get open. And um, this was one of the first games that we actually saw uh, a decline in uh, Calvin Ridley. Going up, we went overseas to play against the Jets. Uh, we ended up winning that game 27-20. to 20. I don't think Calvin Ridley went along for the game. And um, this is the beginning of, we really started to see the beginning of the whole situation with Calvin Ridley. Um, he did not, I, I, I I don't think he went along, and I think we had an injured receiver. I think around this time, Isaiah Oliver got injured as well. So um, we really started to see the decline of the team. Um, but we did win that game. We come back to the States and play against the Dolphins, and we got a pretty good win against the Dolphins, 30-28. Uh, to 28. Uh, Once again, it was another close game, but we managed to win that game, and uh, we kept moving along. Two-game winning streak, thought it was going to be three in a row. Oh, excuse me. That was going to be three in a row when we went up against the Panthers. Losing that game 19-13, to Sam Donald ran all over us as a quarterback. That was pretty embarrassing. But the fact of the matter is um, this is where everything, for the most part, started to really unravel. Um, Calvin Ridley finally said that he had to step away. Um, we didn't have a number one receiver. We had to pretty much rely on Zacchaeus. We had to rely on... Um, uh, Russell Gage. We had to uh, rely on Tajay Sharp. The pretty, the, you know, pretty much three guys that are probably like number threes at best at receiver to step up and do what they have to do to keep this thing, this passing game going. Now, Kyle Pitts was still coming on uh, as as a tight end. I think he had a, a hundred yard uh, receiving game earlier in the season. We start to see a little bit more from him, so that was uh, a positive sign on that end. End up it also. Around this time, we start to see the emerge of Cordell Patterson. <coughs> Excuse me. We saw the emerge of Cordell Patterson. And um, Cordell Patterson pretty much started to be a do-it-all type of player. He ran the ball out the backfield. He caught um, passes as a receiver. He did a little bit of everything. And that was really good to see. And when we went to go play the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, he pretty much caught the game, the ball to, to seal the game for us down the sideline. Ended up winning that game 27-25. Come back from, come from behind victory on that one. Pretty good uh, win right there. So things are still in motion to say, okay, this could be a positive outlook on the team or whatever the case may be. Um, but here we go. We look at the next two games and this is where I kind of felt like, okay, this is probably like the end of the season here. 
and there's a lot of ups and downs on the season, so bear with me. I felt like the Cowboys playing against the Falcons, I don't know if Dan Quinn has something to prove or whatever the case may be. They ended up beating us by 40 points, and uh, we couldn't do anything. It was really bad. And um, this is where I thought like the team, for the most part, was just going to unravel. I, I really thought that this was going to be the end-all, be-all, and um, we're probably not going to win another game for the rest of the season. So, end up losing that game 43-3. Then we turn right back around and go play the Patriots. Um, I think it was a Monday night football game. Ended up getting shut out in this game. Mac Jones and company, and that defense pretty much shut out the Falcons 25 to nothing. And now we're starting to see, like, okay, this is really an issue. Um, after us losing to the Panthers, barely beating the Saints, then we get blown out by the Cowboys and shut out against the Patriots. I'm like, all right, now this is a problem. What's going to happen here? Well, we end up going to play against the Jaguars. We end up beating the Jaguars 21 to 14. All right. Jaguars 21 14. It's the Jaguars. Okay. We end up winning that game. Then we turn right back around and play the Buccaneers once again. That game was a little more competitive than I thought it would. But we end up losing 30 to 17. Great pick six by, uh, I think it was what, Marlon Davison. Great pick six. Looked like that could have been the turning tide of the game. But once again, our offense is not able to move the ball. I haven't even talked about the running game yet, which I will get to. Um, but this was an issue all the way out um, for the entire season. Jump over to the Falcons playing against the Panthers the following week. Panthers lose that game. We end up beating them 29 to 21. Pretty good bounce back on a division rival because, I mean, they beat us in a game that we should have beat them. And we turn back around and we win that game. So it's looking pretty good. And at this point, when I said it looked like the bottom was going to fall, even at this point, the Falcons had a legitimate shot of making the playoffs. Believe it or not. All they had to do for the most part, if they went out or if they definitely would have beat the 49ers, would have been a serious discussion about what's going to happen for the rest of this game, for the rest of the season. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do anything with uh, this uh, team. I mean, we just wasn't able to do anything against the 49ers and we ended up losing that game 31 to 13. And now I'm thinking, okay, this is where the playoff hopes are just going to start to slip away. Because if we beat the 49ers, we would have been in a really good position, very good position, because we had to play the, the, the Falcons. Um, I'm sorry, we had to play the Lions and turn around and play the Bills and the Saints, which honestly, I thought all three of those was actually winnable games. And um, we ended up beating the Lions. And we lost to the to the Bills, which um that game was a little, little more competitive than I thought it, it would be t as well. I mean, fifteen to twenty nine. Um, the Bills are a pretty good team. Uh, I thought it was gonna be uh I I thought it was winnable, but um that was just the bias side of me, honestly. But uh at the end of the day, the Falcons didn't make much of a game. Uh, made it much of a game. Made it a game for the most part. But um. The Saints and the Falcons, the game that we just uh, witnessed uh, the day before, um, the Saints end up beating the Falcons 30-20. to 20. Uh, the, the Saints came out pretty much playing pretty decent. What killed us more than anything was the turnovers. I mean, Mike Davis fumbled the ball twice. Um, there was an interception on the sideline, which um, you could kind of blame that on Matt Ryan trying to be – you could blame that on Matt Ryan. You know, he's trying to be a little bit too aggressive and uh, – in a situation where you really don't have the receivers for it. Now, it's not to take away from Russell Gage. Russell Gage stepped up big time this year, but um, 
I think he threw that to Russell Gage. But nevertheless, I just feel like I don't know if that was the move at that moment. I mean, that that kind of hurt. And like I said, the two fumbles by Mike Davis and uh that 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 didn't help uh matters at all. We ended up losing the game by 10 garbage time for touchdown at the end, but we made it look respectable 30 to 20. Mike Davis was out here. He put out on Twitter that he was very disappointed in himself. I totally get it. I understand. Um, this was a situation where it could have been a beautiful thing. But when you look at the total situation with this team, um, this seems somewhat overachieved. Uh, knowing what this team is actually made of, especially like after week four, I'm absolutely surprised that they won seven games. This offensive line was just abysmal. And this is one of the reasons why uh, Mike Davis was, you know, ups, you know, disappointed in himself. But you can't run the ball with the offensive line like this. You can't pass the ball with the offensive line like this. It, it just doesn't work out that way. And with that being said, um, going forward, they're going to have to do something about this offensive line point blank period. Now, I will go on record to say right now, all these people think about Matt Ryan being traded a move. Matt Ryan's going to be here probably for the rest of his contract. Um, that that's just out the way it is. I, I unless something seriously happens, I don't think Matt Ryan's going to be moved. To be quite honest, I don't think Matt Ryan has done anything to warrant him to be moved. But you know how that goes. People come out with pitchforks if you try to defend Matt Ryan. But the the, the honest God truth, I don't see there's another quarterback out there better. Unless if you really want to rebuild, and if people want to really go, on, if they really want to go down this road to rebuild. This is going to be tough because people, this is the thing. The same people who want to talk about rebuild are going to be the same ones when they, if they did rebuild, they get a quarterback that's young and he's struggling. Case in point, if Justin Fields was here and Justin Fields had to deal with this offensive line, he would have been in a much worse situation than he is now in Chicago. I, 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 I 100% believe that. And I don't care anybody if Trey Lance, you know, Mac Jones, any, you, I don't care what quarterback you got, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I don't care who you got. If you got an offensive line like this, nothing's going to get done. And I don't, I, don't, I mean, if you want to debate me on that thinking that, oh, we could just get a scrambling quarterback. No, you see what, you see what, how the Ravens are going right now. You see, you see, you see the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm not saying that a mobile quarterback can't get it done, but do you see what the Baltimore Ravens are going through right now? You know what I mean? So it's just, at the end of the day, I think we're just going to be stuck with the quarterback that we got. I think we could be successful with him, but we just need better pieces. First and foremost, those trenches got to change. That offensive line, that defensive line, um, to be quite honest, the secondary wasn't as bad as it could have been. I know uh, Fabian Monroe had his issues. Lord knows I know he did. But overall, A.J. Terrell has done enough to hold that secondary down to be okay. But we're going to need somebody to go on the other side of A.J. Terrell. Definitely going to need somebody to go on the other side. It's a passing league. We're going to need some corners that can shut down some of these receivers. So that that's going to be a priority. We're going to need that. But First and foremost, I don't care about anything else. We need to get some type of stability on the offensive line, whether it be through the draft or whether it be through the um through free agency. 
because going forward, you can't let Matt Ryan or any quarterback that's back there to get smacked around like that. You can't have Mike Davis, Cordell Patterson, Quadri Allison. You can't have any of those guys cannot find uh, uh, creases and holes to run through. And that's what the problem is. And yeah, you're going to have some uh, every now and then that, you know, a running back is going to get through. But we know that what was the problem with this offensive line. I mean, the offensive line was just terrible. It was terrible. And it's something that needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed. And and, and I, I talked about this before. I think it needs to be addressed uh, sooner rather than later. So um, I don't know if they're going to do anything in free agency or whatever the case may be or the draft. Nobody knows what's going to happen. And I know there are some people, some pundits already talking about Matt Ryan is going to be moved or he's going to be staying. Uh, what's going to happen with Grady Jarrett? What's going to be happen with Arthur Smith and his decision making? Nobody knows. This is literally 24 hours, a little less than 24 hours than the game's been over. Nobody knows nothing yet. Nobody knows nothing. But with that being said, when something happens and something's find out, Who's actually going to be really satisfied with the situation? Because if Matt Ryan goes, you got something. You know, it's just so divisive. If he goes, people are going to be upset. If he stays, you know, people are going to be upset. You know, what's going to happen if we decide to get certain offensive tackles or guards or center that we may not like? It's so many variables. So at the end of the day, I'm just going to trust what Arthur Smith has in order. That's all I can do. I'm going to trust what he does because he's he was able to do something with nothing. You got seven wins out of a team that had no business winning seven games. Uh, you got some production out of Russell Gage. He's about to be a free agent. Don't tell him what's going to happen with it, with him. If he goes somewhere, he's probably going to be a great slot receiver for somebody. And that's something that we could use here in Atlanta. But first and foremost, we're going to need some receivers as well. Because Calvin Ridley, I don't know if he's coming back, but we need another receiver that can catch the ball and actually, you know, get some separation. We get those two things out of uh, out of a receiver. I don't care what where he's drafted at, or, or is he un, uh, a free agent, or he goes undrafted. If he can do those things, catch the ball and get separation, we got a winner. I'd rather have a big physical receiver that can do that as well, but we have a winner if we could do that. So, with that being said, we're going to talk about this down the road of what the needs are for the Falcons. I'm already on record saying that the offensive line is a priority. I think that should be priority one. Um, these guys on this offensive line is getting pushed around. I saw how Cameron Jordan was pushing down Caleb McGarry. It's ridiculous. Um, I've actually seen uh, Jalen Mayfield get pushed around a little bit. And like I said, I think I give Jalen Mayfield a little bit of a pass because he's a rookie, but still he has to show up in year number two. So, this is what's going to be happening with that. Now, the second the second thing we want to work on, I would probably say maybe pass rush. Uh, cornerback number two depends on wh- where we are on the draft and who do we get and who's available. I'll say uh, edge rush, uh, pass uh, edge rush, cornerback uh, number two, or probably a wide receiver. Um, wide receiver is probably further back on the back burner because I feel like we probably can get one in free agency. So, even though we got those two second round picks, maybe a third one depends on how things go with Ridley. We could be in a situation where we're going to be moving some uh, good pieces here to Atlanta to be a little bit better. Cause I've been on record saying that I don't feel like a rookie can make a quick impact. I know 
uh, at the end of the day, I know I was wrong with that. I was wrong for that because some rookies come in here and make a make an impact right away. Michael Parsons is one of those guys, and there's a couple other rookies that came in that made an impact immediately. Hell, I'm a hypocrite because Matt Ryan did it. He came in and made a impact immediately. Um, end up winning 11 games for the season as a rookie. So it can happen, and it's something that I need to work on as far as evaluating these rookies because I do do I do I think I do an okay job of evaluating them but I have to be honest and be like okay some of these rookies could come in and make an immediate impact and I know I didn't do a good job of talking about that no in the weeks past but now I'm on record you know I had to backtrack and say hey man you don't know what you're talking about you need to you know really take uh, some value into some of these rookies because they do a pretty good job and that's what it's all about at the end of the day I think these guys um I, I think I think at the end of the day the Falcons are gonna be okay. Um if I have to give uh Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot a grade, I will give them a C plus for what they've done. Um they were basically handed a a a, a situation where um the number one receiver wanted out, ended up trading him. The one that's supposed to step up to be the number one receiver stepped away. And you had some injuries here and bad breaks there and the offensive line wasn't stepping up and some guys in the secondary wasn't doing good and you got some linebackers like Deion Jones is just not um producing where he can but you turn around you got Foya Luacon which is another free agent hopefully he signs with Atlanta um Foya Luacon stepped up big time Russell Gage stepped up big time Cordell Patterson stepped up big time AJ AJ Terrell has been so consistent this entire season and it's not more you can ask for. So I think at the end of the day, I think the Falcons are going to be okay. Um, they won seven games this year. We're going to look at some of the moves, what they're going to do, and see where this team goes into 2022. So I will continue to talk about these Falcons, Georgia Southern Eagles, not much on the Georgia Southern front. Got a couple, got a kicker and a long snapper committed today. That's awesome. Well, I would say on Sunday because, you know, now it's Monday. But, um, Got some commits over there, so that's great. But the Atlanta Falcons right now, they only go nowhere to go but up. And I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be okay. Year two is going to really define what's going on with uh, Arthur Smith and company. And um, I think if he can't turn this around to the point where they win at least 10 games or nine games, then uh, we're probably going to have a problem with this personnel. But that's too far down the road. We'll talk about that later on. So, um that's pretty much it for this episode. You know, I, you know, just uh, evaluating the season, uh, how things played out, kind of narrated through what happened. Um, initial thoughts going forward. I told you who I think we need to pick, um, as far as priority, offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, wide receiver. Um, I don't think the other ones after the offensive line is not necessarily in order. I believe that we need to get some offensive line talent in here that can push some guys around and give Matt Ryan some protection and some time to throw the ball. Cause I think when he gets time to throw the ball, Matt Ryan is a great decision maker. In my opinion, he had his moments. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to see him say that he didn't, but he does make good decisions with the ball when he has protection. Last time he had really good protection. Alex Mack and company was on that offensive line. He ended up having the MVP season and they went to the Super Bowl. But, we don't go talk too much further about the Super Bowl, but we want to get this guy some 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 uh some help as far as personnel. 
So we'll see how that goes. If you like this episode, you know, this is the end right here. Hit the like button, share this uh, episode, let people know what I'm doing over here. Subscribe if you can. If you're on the podcast side, go over there and give me a higher rating. Let people know what I'm doing as well. Subscribe to the podcast so you will know anytime when I put up a uh, episode it'll pop right on up ready for you to download if you got the notification bells on youtube as soon as i put this up you should get a notification bell and uh you will know what time it is when i put up content so thank you guys once again i will be up out of here i really appreciate you guys thank you guys so much i will be back tomorrow with another episode you guys be easy you guys be blessed peace